Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Joypad. Nope, Joypad. No, Joypad podcast. Why was that so difficult? I'm not doing it again. This is how we're doing it. We're just. I'm gonna stop rambling. Anyway, I'm Megan. I am one of your four co-hosts. That was dangerous, and uh, I'm just gonna stop panicking and pass this to Pinto. How are you doing? What are you drinking? And what are you playing? I'm relatively good. My injured back is not as injured. My kittens are growing, and uh, I'm drinking Susquehanna Brewing Company's Blueberry Thrill. I'm going to open it up right now. Let's see if we can get that audio. Small side note while that happens. My kittens are growing. Sounds like a very strange euphemism for something else. (laughs) My kittens are growing. I water them daily. (laughs) <laughs> I make sure they have enough protein. Sunlight. Yes. They are not allowed upstairs yet, but maybe next week we'll have some kittens on camera. Ooh. And as for what Woo-hoo. I've been playing, I have mostly been playing uh, Song of Horror on the PC, which is a spooky, spooky game. It's uh, very atmospheric, not much happening. Um, it's actually up on the YouTube channel right now. I accidentally made a character fall out the window and there's permadeath and I was very upset. Oh, no. (laughs) Of all the ways a character could die, I just had her go out a window, and she fell and died, and I was very upset. Yeah. Good job. And I've also been playing uh, Breath of Fire 3, because I recently finished Breath of Fire 2, and we've talked about Breath of Fire 3 so much that I just really wanted to play it. Nice. And that's where I'm at uh, gaming and health-wise. Uh, Mr. Fleming, what have you been playing? What are you drinking? How are you doing? Etc. I'm doing well. I am drinking unsweetened iced tea. Nice. Yeah, for hydration purposes, but also a little bit of deliciousness from the earth. Um, <laughs> from the earth? <laughs> it's earth tea, juice. tea comes from sweet, the earth. Sweet you, leaf water. Yeah, juice. sweet leaf oh, water. God, Petition <laughs> to call tea earth juice from now on. <laughs> uh, motion granted. Approved. So I'm drinking. I'm drinking the earth juice. And uh, what am I playing? I am playing my typical stuff. But one thing I've started doing um, is playing Stardew Valley on my phone because Ooh. I didn't want to sit up anymore and I laid down and played it on my phone. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have played it on I your have. phone, but yeah, it's pretty. How pretty is it? Good. It's good. I mean, it feels pretty normal. It's not the uh, like my preferred method to play any game right. really. Um, but when you're laying there and you don't want to get up and go to your computer to play, that's how you play. Or yeah, I guess I can play on the Switch, because I have it now on three different systems. But, you know, I have it on my phone. Yeah. It's super reasonably priced. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think that's all I'm playing. I am excited to play um, Ark again, because I mentioned it to you, all three of you, but um, Ark was free on Epic Games um, the past few days and past few months when people listen to this, most likely. Uh, so it was free and I get to play and freeze for me. So excited to play that again <laughs> and ride on Tyrannosaurus Rex's back and stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to playing that. And I'm also looking forward to The Last of Us 2 coming out. Um, I don't have a PS4, but I plan to watch it, uh, play it like, as soon as someone has it online in good quality with no commentary. Anyway, Tom, <laughs> how you doing? What are you playing and what are you drinking? But before I get started too much, I just want to point out that given that Ark Survival Evolved is currently free, that will mean that I have paid uh, more for the fine title of Crayola Scoot on Nintendo Switch than I have paid (laughs) to own a very high-quality, studio-advanced survival game in Ark. (laughs) So I just think that's a little bit funny. I am enjoying a Shiner Prickly Pear. Um, I'm going to hold it up to the screen. There you go. Bam. That's a good one. Shiner, Texas. Um, made with made with real prickly pear. Um, right there on the label. And love. I don't know about that. I think yeah. it's made with corporate interest. <laughs> could, could be now. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, in terms of what I've been playing, I've actually been playing a lot. So I've been uh, continuing to play The Outer Worlds. Uh, just got off First Planet and then off of the Groundbreaker um, so I'm doing some side missions before we get a little bit too far. Just found out about science weapons and the shrink ray, and I am <laughs> ready to go find me a shrink ray. 
Aside from that, uh, I also started playing a couple PS4 games that I haven't played uh, in quite some time. Uh, I played a little bit of Valkyria Chronicles, which is a fun little strategy RPG uh, where you have kind of an, a World War II style army, including early tanks. Uh, the tank features prominently in it, and you have to move your units around and set them up to take shots. Um, but there's a lot of that kind of uh, numbers-based risk-taking in strategy RPGs, which I kind of like, as, long as, you know, as well as like battlefield objectives and all that. Beyond that, I also got into another strategy-based game again. Uh, I, I always end up getting back into this. Uh, Dynasty Warriors 8 Empires which is not just Dynasty Warriors, but it's also some of the Empire management system from Romance of the Three Kingdoms, which is one of my favorite games, which was completely bastardized after Romance of the Three Kingdoms. At least they got eight games in before they screwed it up. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty good track record. That is a good record. Uh, well, some of the Dynasty Warriors weren't that good. Listen, the way Romance <laughs> of the Three Kingdoms works, oh, boy. it was like an early, early attempt at like an RTS on systems that you couldn't really do it on, like Super Nintendo. Um, yeah. So by the time they got to like Romance 7 and Romance 8, it was more of like a strategy RPG on a map and you could control like any officer you wanted. Uh, it didn't just have to be a ruler and you could like go form your own nations out of nowhere and go conquer other people and get whoever you wanted to join you. And it was very strategic and getting other officers to join you. It's great. Love 8. It's the best romance of the three kingdoms and then they moved to nine and they dropped all of that and they made it ruler only uh everyone lives to serve you only go conquer other nations you can't do any of the fun subterfuge stuff and i went nope so i've played uh some of the other ones in between but this is the closest new approximation because the difference is basically when you get into battles it goes into dynasty warriors mode and you go smack things with spears so it's fun uh the Yellow Turban Rebellion is currently conquering China. That's it for me. So, Megan, as our fearless leader for this session, Ooh. it's now your turn to tell us what you are drinking, what the health condition of your life is, since we've apparently <laughs> added that, and then what you're playing. If your kittens are growing. Are your kittens growing? My, I don't want to repeat that phrase. Not staying away from that. Uh, as far as my state of well-being i guess i finally calmed down after that wonderful intro i gave all of you so that's good um i am drinking unsweetened tea much like fleming i enjoy it that that sweet sweet earth juice always Gross. good that unsweet <laughs> earth juice come on <laughs> ha. ha anyway <laughs> As far as what I'm playing, uh, much like Tom, I am playing The Outer Worlds. I was super jealous when I heard Tom say that he was playing it again, and I thought, why can't I play it? I have it, so I decided to dive back in and, and start it over, and I'm super enjoying it, just like the first time. So, Are you a million miles ahead of me in that game? No, no. I started a, a new game. I have a habit where I'll start a game, I'll get pretty far into it, and then I take a break for months sometimes years and i'm like i have to start this again so yeah i started uh started over i just got off the ground ground breaker and now i'm doing some side missions as well so i think we're probably along the same oh yeah yeah we're the progress exact same point. point basically <laughs> yeah i just got to roseway and the uh okay so i won't I go the, into uh... too much detail I did the satellite. Oh, yeah. And I've been helping Parvati uh, with her love interest on the station. Yes. <laughs> which I is fantastic. I like that. Yeah. I, I really like that they give life to your companions. You know, like they have their own little stories, their own little missions of things that they want to achieve, and you can help them further them or not. They're more of, like, real people than some of the companion characters you get in Fallout games most of the yeah. time, um, Yeah, because they're nice. just there to advance, like, that one mission, and that's it. Right. But, like, have you noticed when you go back onto the ship, like, Ada will say, I, I don't know who you have for com uh, companions, but, like, 
the vicar and mm. Ellie were fighting. Like, you'll walk in and Ada will warn you, like, hey, there's a heated discussion in the kitchen. And you can go upstairs and see the two of them, like, yelling at one another. Yeah. She'll be like, if you're looking for Ellie and Max, they've been fighting. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, okay. Which is pretty neat. But there's yeah, all, I'm yeah, really there's enjoying always, that. Uh, I get a lot of vibes, uh, almost like Mass Effect, which I'm on record as saying is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, I've never played the Mass Effect series. I, I really need to. I think if you like, I think if you like the Outer Worlds, you would love Mass Effect. Yeah. So far, is kind of my vibe. It's a different combat system. It's a little bit faster, but sure, a little less, a little less open world, but still very big and open. So. Nice, cool, and then. I'm looking forward to The Last of Us, which at the time of recording this uh, comes out tomorrow. So, uh, Oh, boy. We'll be talking about that for a while. But uh, not to bore everyone too much with what we're playing and what we're doing and what we're looking forward to. I mean, I guess the topic is kind of what we're looking forward to in the sense of... Uh, I wanted to talk about this last week with... Last week being what would have been the end of E3... Uh, we had some like pretty big announcements from Sony, Microsoft, those guys, and I wanted to, if you'll indulge me, talk about what you guys are looking forward to with the future of gaming, gaming, what you think will happen, things you're looking forward to, and uh, where you think it'll go in the future. Like, yeah, we have two new consoles coming out. Right now, they're slotted for holiday this year uh, with the Xbox Series X and the PS5. But I really started thinking after the announcement of the PS5, they're going with two different editions. They have the digital edition, which is diskless. And then, of course, your standard system with a disk drive. And you also have, is it Google Stadia, which is strictly streaming? I forgot that existed. Yeah. (laughs) It's still a thing. Uh, It's still alive. It's still going. But, like, it had me thinking, like, what is going to happen years down the road? Like, I I read a lot of game journalism, and a couple of years back, I remember them saying, like, they think the next new generation of consoles will be the last generation of actual physical consoles, that companies will start to make that switch to streaming. And is that something that you would really be into or want? Uh, It's a broad topic. There's a lot. I'm jumping around. But it just got me thinking on the future of gaming and games in itself. So, it's a, it's a good question. The first thing I would say about streaming is I think that's a very optimistic outlook to think that games would go streaming only anytime soon. Yeah. Just because I don't think the average household has the bandwidth bandwidth to support the graphics and I mean just total size of a game streaming Mm -hmm. at you from an external system right now i I think you know the hardware is there to create a server-side infrastructure to to provide that experience right but the comcasts and the verizon fioses of the world are you know don't yet have a strong enough network to get it to you that fast uh, or at a cheap enough price right and depending on where you live in the united states like you might be in the middle of nowhere and you're options are limited as far as a a, a connection to the internet case in point my cousin lives in rural new york uh, and does not have internet service available to him so they have cell phone service they run things off of their cell phone um, whenever they need to do internet stuff and he was recently um, trying to use an xbox one to play video games which you can do offline but mm-hmm. was having trouble because it wasn't updated. <laughs> so Microsoft oh, no. was mad at him for not updating the console. I actually know quite a bit about the space from the PC perspective because that's become mm-hmm. more and more popular in the past couple of years. There's different companies um, that have been trying out that idea. And I, I disagree in the sense with Tom that the, the market of people that will pay those premiums for that service are not people that unfortunately live in rural right. New York or rural other no. places. They, the and 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 maybe those people can still game um, in certain ways, but I think that there are some services that are going to come out that are much more focused on people that have stronger network connections. A, a large percentage of the com- uh, country has fast enough internet speeds to handle 
uh, what they've come up with when it comes to streaming. But I don't think people as a whole want that. From the PC perspective, you know, that's where I've seen it most. You know, it's like, oh, you don't have to go buy the new, you know, RTX 3080 Ti that's coming or something. But people want to. You know, there's some degree yeah. of like, this is my personal item. I don't want to have to have a service that has it, even if it ultimately is a better value for them. There's a little bit of like hardware showmanship too. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I take gaming seriously because I have that 3080 Ti in my computer and you don't or whatever. So right. I don't think that's going to um, happen. But what I would say, and we've already seen this for the past, I would say 10 years, is tons of update pushes through the internet. Like mm -hmm. Tom said, you know, a game will be released, but not actually be finished. We see that a lot in EA games, for example. Right. It's like, here's our game. Oh, you rated a 2 out of 10? Well, here's all the fixes that we can do and push them out. Yeah. It's like an extra 50 gigs worth of data that you have to download. So that, to me, is the model that they're going with and sticking to. Um, mm -hmm. I'd be surprised if they went fully digital. But, I mean, some people prefer that on the Switch yeah. and, and the like. Yeah, I, th I think it's it's interesting, especially that, you know, now you see someone like Sony, they are doing, they have the, you know, the differentiating between the two. Like, there are people that strictly just want to download a game from the internet and have that be it. Like, I myself, I like something tangible. I want to hold a game. I want to have it, look at it. Yeah, it doesn't come with as much as it used to, like we've talked in, you know, earlier episodes with an instruction manual or whatever. But, like, I get super into collector's editions of things that I'm super excited about or really into. It's just, I don't know that I would ever be able to make that switch unless I had to. You know how they're going to be able to convince you? A significant price difference from the digital versus uh, the yeah. physical. Which, hilarious enough, and if you talk about the Nintendo Switch, you more often will find, in the AAA level games, you'll find the physical cheaper than the digital because... Mm -hmm. Especially yep. if it's like a Nintendo-specific game like Mario. Most of the Mario games, the physical copy will go on sale at Walmart or something. I think as a yeah. loss leader, actually. I think Nintendo gives them permission, but Walmart's losing money, as an example of a store that might, um, by putting it at 45 or $50 out instead of 60 Right. Their idea being that they'll sell you more stuff if you get into their overall superstores. So I would be surprised unless they say, hey, you know, we're saving a ton of money on the shipping costs and all the creation of the media. We're going to make digital only $40 and the regular game $50 or whatever. True. That's where I think they would probably They'll, end they'll up. get the draw. Yeah. yeah. And even it'll probably significantly reduce the cost of the overall system as well. Maybe not significant, but like a difference of, I don't know, $50 to $100, you know, digital versus your disk drive. Yeah. Uh, Pinto, what what do you think? You're 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 quiet over there. Um, I've always, I mean, I always prefer a physical copy, and I think like I'm in the same boat where like I still don't have an e-reader. I'm gonna be that grumpy old guy, you know, who's <laughs> like, oh, I don't want an e-reader. I prefer to have a book that's a thousand pages that I can break my back carrying around. It's true that I have digital editions of some games, but for games that I really want, I will always buy the uh, physical copy. And it's the same yeah. with music. Like, that's just kind of how I am. Where you can stream music, you know, Spotify, whatever, what have you, but I'm like, well, I'm still going to buy the vinyl because I'm a big old nerd, I guess. Mm -hmm. I just think that the idea of, like Fleming was saying, the price differential, whereas, you know, oh, we'll make the digital cheaper. Right. To a point that's okay. But if it starts being like this huge thing where it's like $30 for digital and yet still 60 for physical, that's mm -hmm. going to suck for like the old heads, you know? Yes, but to that point... I would expect if it starts to get that big of a difference. Now, granted, any AAA game is going to come out at the 50 60 70 yeah. dollars range. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be somewhere in there, and it's been rising, I feel like, over the years. To that point, I think that if they want to start phasing out physical copies, you're going to see them do collectors-only copies. So, like, yes. there's a little yeah. bit more of a reason if you want the physical to spend that extra... $50 for digital, 75 for physical. That extra 25 they'll throw in a couple things to entice you to get that. I, 
Yeah, I think they would have to. Because, I mean, at this point, like we've said, when you buy a physical game, like here, you guys can't see it, but for the viewers, I'm going to pull out my copy of The Last of Us Remastered. Paid 60 bucks for it, right? I got a little bit of a discount because I used Megan's Best Buy information, but whatever. <laughs> You're um, welcome. <laughs> when you open it up, there's nothing in the case. Nope. There's nothing. There's a little artwork behind the plastic. There's no instruction booklet. There's nothing. At, at this point, getting a regular standard edition physical game, all you're getting is the case and the disc. Yeah. So I, I, I do agree that if they're going to start doing that, they're going to have to give you some sort of bonus for the physical copy. I agree. I also like the idea of, yeah, it's expensive and yeah, it adds up, but I do like to own a game, whereas something like streaming you don't have that and if they decide to pull that at any point in time in the future like you're sol hey let's talk about pt again yeah yeah i still own pt because you never deleted it exactly no one can access that game now it got pulled and not that that was something you could buy but it, it just shows you that they can easily take something away yeah and you have no way of getting it back unless yeah. you own an actual copy of it. There's benefits though to the streaming in the sense that, um, and, and not so much streaming games, but like download digital copies of games. There's benefit mm-hmm. in that indie game developers. That's yeah. their method of pushing out their games. Well, yeah. So there is there is benefit there. Like Stardew Valley probably never would have gotten published as a sixty dollar physical game. No. Yeah. No. Um, it had to go digital, and it was also much more reasonable for mm-hmm. him to do at 20 30 bucks, you know, and say, yeah. here's the price, this is low enough. So I think that there's some benefit to it, um, you know, there to, to have indie developers in particular do a streaming or a digital-only version of their game. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think it's interesting to, you know, the idea not just of entirely clawing back all of the game, but uh, I was actually reading an article recently, and I forget if it was on Kotaku or some other media outlet, but it was about some guy who's obsessed with the way that a character in Red Dead Redemption looks, and that his look has, <laughs> he's, he's certain that his look has changed over the course of the game's patches, uh, okay. and is vehemently determined to leave his version of the game alone on the original like day one install because the character looks the most pure and proper to him on the original <laughs> install what that's a little weird I, that's a little it's, crazy. it's like it, it's about the most shallow and pedantic thing i've heard um, <laughs> but but things like this uh can be applied in a far more significant sense where you know there could be things that get corrected and taken out of games over the course of their life and if you own a physical copy you have a snapshot of the game at that time mm-hmm. that right. the physical copy was made um yeah. so I, I think that's an important distinction probably not for the average gamer um, probably more for guy that really wants to see uh, John Marston always with the same look from November of 2018 or something <laughs> like that. But um, it, it's I, I do know a couple people. I, I happen to be connected with uh, one friend who uh, I met while playing The Matrix Online who is kind of an archivist of old and obscure video games. Okay. And he recently uncovered uh, a game made by Maxis Business Simulations called Sim Refinery. This game was thought to be lost to everything that is all well and good because it was paid for and developed by Chevron. Uh, okay. The gas and oil company. Yeah. They wanted to create a simulation of what their business is to give people like a fun way to kind of learn more about the way things interact in their you know business ecosystem but it was thought to be entirely lost until one guy got in contact with another guy who had a copy of it on floppy disk Uh. and now (laughs) it's out on archive.org for the world to see but if it didn't exist on physical media somewhere you would have chevron had all the rights to it in some database you can mm-hmm. bet that's gone forever. I, I think there's a lot of pros to a physical copy just from that standpoint. Um, yeah. I'm actually a little bit surprised, and, and maybe I have this wrong. I haven't looked too deeply at the PS5 physical version, 
but uh, I'm a little bit surprised that the next generation of systems isn't embracing cartridges the way the Nintendo Switch is, uh, because really an SD card at this point can hold so much more data than a disc, and it loads like that. Yeah, so, weren't they saying uh, a Nintendo Switch card can hold like the entire N sixty four library on one cartridge? Well, I'm sure or something absurd. I, I yeah. Well, if you assume that those Nintendo Switch discs are a thirty two gig SD card or maybe an eight gig SD card, I mm-hmm. I imagine that the whole Nintendo sixty four library was probably no more than like sixteen gigs of data. Yeah, probably in in my phone. I have a micro SD slot because I have a Samsung Galaxy. Mm-hmm. The micro SD card that I have in here, which I think costs less than a hundred dollars, is a hundred and twenty-eight gigabyte micro oh, that'd SD. Be, card. That'd be nothing at this point. That'd be twenty bucks. It's, yeah, I would give you it's twenty bucks. This, for it's the size of my yep. fingernail, right? And it holds all of the music I've ever owned in my entire life, which is quite a lot. Uh, I probably have close to a thousand albums, um, and it's all on there with plenty of room to spare. So I I don't see why that's not the way, you know, or not even a micro, but like a regular SD, SD. card size. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking even um, like, I, th- I think they're now, they've announced that the they will have um, SSDs though, right? Yes. They have, yeah, that is they correct. have announced that. I'm oh, surprised yeah. they didn't. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe a ver- a revision of the uh, in a year a couple of years they're going to probably put nvme storage imagine you know a like 200 gigabyte game that you know you have or, or ridiculously sar- sized game loading so much faster than mm-hmm. you know because that's one of the problems with those little uh, cards that you mentioned the micro sd cards they their loading times are pretty good but not not as good as like an actual um, ssd or especially an nvme well, but it's yeah. it's not even something that needs to be like you play the game off of that media. It could really just be the case where that's what you put there to move it onto the solid state drive. Because that's mostly what happens anyway right now with your systems. And the disc just sits there for a, a validation. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's a good it's point. It's coaster. Exactly. What, has, Megan, since it sounds like you've done the most looking into that news, I, I saw it briefly. But is there a price announcement at this point as of June 2020 or... No price for either system. I was actually talking to Pinto the other night because I think it was Kotaku that put out an article, one GameSpot or maybe Kotaku, but Play Asia had put out pre-orders for the PlayStation 5, and it was reported that the price was $700. However, Whoa. Play Asia it, sometimes it's a little bit higher than it would be somewhere like Amazon or in a store, and they were saying in articles like Sony rep- representatives that they don't expect it to be a lot, but there's no there's no definite price. There I'm are a lot of like potential leaks. Yeah. Like I was thinking at least $500. So um, I would think the base model could be like that price. Yeah. So there if, if was actually a leak on Amazon uh, yes. at some point that I saw was reported by, looks like it was reported by Forbes. Uh-huh. Uh, and they were charging, uh, I believe it was uh, 500 euro for the uh, physical edition and 400 for the digital edition. Which wow. is about so, like 450, 550 USD. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it says five sixty five USD and four fifty USD, and that so. was like a November twentieth release date. Huh. So, my, yeah, I'm actually surprised if the if they do hit like a five hundred dollar max price for like the top line model, which I guess would just be the one they're releasing plus that CD drive. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it could play Blu-rays and stuff too. Not that that's yeah. anything special, but I'm actually very surprised they kept it as reasonable as they did. Because those those games, uh, sorry, the games that are being played on consoles at this point, especially things like PS4 and, and soon to be 5, they're, you know, just as good quality graphics and, and everything as a game you'd play on your PC. Yeah. And the, the I remember when the PS3 first came out, me and my computer science world, I, I learned that people were actually like, able to um, load in and, and use it as a regular PC by doing some manipulation. They actually were building server clusters with PlayStation 3 because it was, it was a better value than buying the equivalent hardware from Dell. I'm not <laughs> even kidding. You can look that up, and I'm pretty sure it was a PS3. 
I, I remember that the PlayStation, I think beginning with PlayStation 3, runs on like some sort of Linux operating system. Yep. So it's easy enough to kind of hack. Yeah, they, well, they changed it. it in the newer models as it went. Like they, they, they kind of shut that down, and, and I think PS4 never as they do. was possible. <laughs> as they do. And it's not surprising. <laughs> but but to, I, I, I will tell you, I imagine that the $500 price, they are making little to no money on. I would be blown away if they made more than 10% um, on it. They're probably making little to nothing. And the reason being is that how they get their money is often the accessories to those consoles and the, yes. and the games. So Controllers like, are 80 bucks. Yeah, they exactly. Are, yeah. That's where the money is made. So Ooh. it's the same as like the, the Switch, the Joy-Cons, the little you know piece yeah. of plastic with a receiver $80. in it is like $70 at this point. And you don't even yep. get the uh, the plastic portion with it, right? Like, uh, nope. like if you just buy a new set of Joy-Cons, it's just the Joy-Cons, and then it's an yeah, extra get... $20, $25 for the holder. Yeah. You get the so two I'm, little I'm blown away it's as low yeah. as it is, but I know that the systems also use AMD uh, processors and graphics cards, I believe. Notoriously, they're cheaper than Intel. And well, I, I have to... I have to think, though, they might be getting a sweetheart deal with AMD, though, you know, PlayStation 4, we were kind of looking into this the other day just because we were curious about it, also runs on AMD technology, and I believe so does Xbox One. It's not that, you know, these systems have moved from Intel to AMD, but I I have to imagine that, you know, AMD is probably enjoying the fact that their processors are getting used in these systems, that there's a little bit of publicity about, like, hey... AMD is what powers your console. You know, AMD is good enough for, you know, whatever you're interested in. Yeah. So, you know, I'm sure they probably get a little bit of a savings there versus if they tried to go with an Intel or uh, NVIDIA or something. Yeah. Uh, they've said to the, the SSD, so for the Xbox Series X, it's a one terabyte custom NVMe. NVMe. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, for the PS5... Shocking. It's a custom 825 gigabyte SSD. Oh, they're so small. It makes me sad. That yeah. is pretty darn small when you think that a game is now so, so far, gigabyte. Microsoft is outpowering Sony. By a solid 175 gigs. It's, it's bonkers <laughs> to me that we're like, oh, no, like a terabyte is small. But no, but, welcome to 2020, my friend. There's validity to that, though, because like if you download like Battlefield four or five or whatever the heck they're on now it's like a hundred gigs it's i'm not yeah. disagreeing like when when you consider like the the physical copy of final fantasy 7 was two discs yeah. yeah because there was one disc that had all the installation mm-hmm. and then the second disc was for playing and there are multiple games that did that i think red dead did that as well red dead Redemption. red dead yep two of course but like those games are a hundred gigabytes Mm-hmm. which I ha- I have uh, an, an almost first model PS4. It has yeah. 500 gigs. That game would take up one-fifth of the memory on my PlayStation. More because it's not actually 500 gigs. It's like 480 or whatever. After everything, yeah. yeah. It, it, has, it has occupied that much of a pr- portion of my PlayStation, which is actually something I'm a little bit disappointed in now that you bring it up, that that's just one terabyte, because it's only double the size of what the PlayStation 4 was. And mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've had to clear games off of my PlayStation 4 in yeah. order to get data for new games onto it. Can, can you yeah. replace the uh, Can you replace the the storage medium in there later? You can. So they... You could do an external. I don't know about repli- replacing. Well, in four, it. I thought four you could replace it. You, it, it four, you can do so an I I do not know for the PlayStation 5 what their plans are. I am assuming they plan to give you external access for the PS4. There are ways you can open up the chassis and um, replace the drive uh, you know clone the drive and then replace with a solid state drive it's something i've had planned to do for quite a long time and just haven't gotten around to and the new ps5 is coming out quite soon so i don't know if it will (laughs) Um, they've uh they've said as far as expandable storage the ps5 there's an nvme uh, ssd slot and then one terabyte expansion card for the xbox series x i mean i I would feel the other thing too is how easy is it for people like if you want to expand a nintendo switch you flip open like a little thing just like you will on your phone and you put it in yeah. and you're done the kickstand um, <laughs> yeah exactly but if you're um 
if you're having to like open the chassis or whatever to get to the NVMe slot where you might have to unscrew the NVMe. There goes your warranty. Well, not even the yeah, warranty. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they'd have but to just... make it that. But like, I feel like that's a little more intense for people than just yeah. putting in an SD card. So right. there is that kind of concern too. Um, would people feel comfortable with that? I don't know. You can also write your... So we talked about digital versus physical. One thing I don't like on the Switch is that if you have a physical copy, you have to use a physical copy. You cannot... Yeah. You can't, like, download a, co- a digital copy of it, too, and then, you know, you have to bring those discs with you. Oh, I is the that. Yeah. yeah. It's the one yeah. most frustrating piece of physical versus digital on the Switch. I still personally like um, physical, uh, for AAA level games, for games where I'm going to want to be like, hey, look at this game, it's awesome. Or <laughs> or like if, um, Pinto, you're over and you're like, hey, I got a Switch, but I don't know, is, uh, is Breath of the Wild very good? I'm like, I don't know, try it out. I can give it to you, whereas a digital, mm-hmm. I can. Um, you would have to play like on my machine. In PS4, and, and Megan, if you read and, and know, are you able to uh, download your actual physical copies into a digital format? Do you need the disc at all times still? For the current PS4? Yeah. The PS4 you do, if you have the disc, yeah, a disc, you need the disc. Yes. Yeah. So it's the same concept. Yeah. That's so unnecessary. (laughs) I I, I agree. Why don't they just make, like, make it so the physical costs a little more, you know, but then you also get a digital copy too as part of your your overall suite. I think it's money. That's what it is. The funny thing with the, um, with digital is it's all account bound anyway. Yeah. So why don't why don't you just bind the game to the account once you install the disc, um, or you know if that's what you want to do? Um, I I still think you know I think back to the press conferences for the Xbox One and PlayStation Four where everyone made fun of yes. Xbox for all the technology around sharing a game with a friend. Yep. And PS Four had a guy walk over with a disc and hand it to another guy. Yeah. Because yeah. Microsoft, they were they weren't going to allow you to share a game. Like that was their big thing at the conference was, if you buy the game, you can't share it with a friend. That's it. Right. Like, which I'm sorry, but that's complete bull. Like one uh-huh. of the best things about when I was younger, especially with like PlayStation Two, uh-huh. um, was the idea of hey, this game was really awesome. You know, why don't you try it out? And more likely than not, if the person liked it, they're getting their own copy. They're going Because I'm, yeah. I'm going to ask for my copy back. Yeah. You know? It's it's like <laughs> they... Oh, what? Are you talking about this <laughs> this version of Prey that's sitting on top of my PS4 right next to me? Of yours that I've had for over a year now? <laughs> and I haven't even played it? Oh, God. My, my, friends, my friends Mark and Nate, I think, still have some of uh, my games in circulation... <laughs> <laughs> Probably vice versa. I mean, that would be the one concern. Oh um, man, look at this nice that, steel case. Like if you if you allow someone to have a digital copy, <laughs> if they had a physical copy, you have to like somehow link those so that if the person gave their physical copy to a friend, one, you can't download a digital copy, and two, arguably, you can't play it as well because the person's potentially playing it. Well, That'd be well, a yeah. So concern. I mean, if you bind it, if you force it to have a key that gets bound to one account at a time. You make it so that if your friend has it, they can bind it. They can rebind yeah. it to their account, but then you can't do anything with it as long as they're, it's bound to their account. Yeah. Or it, it has like a, that? you know, an, an expiration period. Like you lend it to someone digitally for two days, and after that expires, then it's like a trial. But I, I don't know how they would do I that. I mean, I, I think I've brought it up before, but one of my favorite features of the PS4 is, is the share play feature. Like, yeah, that's great. Megan and I have taken advantage of that so many times where right now we're playing through The Last of Us together through my PlayStation. Mm-hmm. I can just say, hey, connect to my PlayStation, and she's playing through my console. Yeah. Yeah, you can pass the controller. Fleming, you were saying earlier how, like, if someone wanted to borrow a game, if Megan right now was like, I want to play Resident Evil 3, but I'm still not sure if I want to mm-hmm. buy it, I'd be like, just connect to my to my game. I'll pop it in, and you can play it for yeah. however long. Like, there's an hour time limit, but you can keep refreshing it There's no limit, yeah. yeah. How, how, how is the lag and latency using that? That's one thing I would be interested in it. We've There's experienced really no real issues. Yeah. We get warnings yeah. that like, oh, your internet might not be good enough to do this, but yeah. we've never really experienced a problem. 
and I'm also recording it while we do it on my PC. Do you know anything about Five not having that feature? Do they take it away? I have no idea. Uh, I, I would looked. hope. I would really hope they keep it because to me, let's goggle it. That's a great feature for the PS4. My worry is that they removed it because I never hear anyone talk about share play. You know what I mean? The, yeah, I mean the one thing I think of, which is not exactly the same, but there's a service called PS4 Remote Play. Um, oh yeah, which allows you to use your PS4 kind of throughout the house. Um, and just going back to the kind of streaming versus physical uh, discussion, I've experienced enough latency with that, even just trying to use my own PlayStation 4 from my bedroom in my office, you know, just playing a game like Madden that I haven't, you know, it doesn't really inspire confidence in me <laughs> in, the, in uh, streaming, especially when it's just through my own house, you know. I do like the idea, and I hope that it continues to work and spread. I just think there's still some extra steps in the infrastructure that are yet to come to make it really strong. One nice thing with the PS5 is that they have made the VR headset compatible. Uh, so your oh, PlayStation good. 4 VR headset, you'll be able to use the PS5. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't the price tag <laughs> yeah. on that ridiculous? Originally, yeah, I think it was... Like four hundred dollars for the controllers, the camera, and the headset. If you didn't have the camera or controllers, and then maybe three for just the headset. Are you able to use PS4 controllers on the PS5? I doubt that. I don't think so because they're completely different. Okay, they had they had yeah. to make them completely different. It's a little bit of a money but you could I mean, never that... you could never do that with the other generations either. Yeah. I know, but every one of them now basically uses the same concept and the same technology to connect. Right. Like, yeah, I think, but what what system has ever done that? No, I understand could you do no that with Xboxes. Ever done that. I, I feel like you could do that with Xbox no. with one generation. No. 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 This is fine. It doesn't need to be anything new on top of this. This is basically the pinnacle of design. This and the PlayStation 4 controller, which are basically the same thing. PS4 yeah. is a little bit wider. What you, you don't want your PS you don't want your PlayStation controller to monitor your heartbeat? Uh, I no, think the PS... I would prefer it not. <laughs> the PS5 controller, I think it's more in line with the Xbox One controller, which I actually prefer the Xbox One controller over the PS4. It, X, Xbox really won out on like the way they design their grips. Uh, they yeah. just feel more comfortable in your hand. I just but... wish that they had an internal battery instead of me having to buy a rechargeable battery or put yeah. batteries in the controller. That's the only thing. That's it. Um, That's my only gripe. I'm with you. Actually, <laughs> I, I, I normally end up using mine just plugged into my computer because I bought one on yeah. deep discount, which was based for a PC. But So uh, let me ask you guys, because I don't know what you guys think. When It's coming out in November, most likely, and I imagine it'll mm -hmm. be out by like the Black Friday shopping. Of course. <laughs> Black Friday, Shopping for America, a new event coming to a mall near you. <laughs> well, no, because I, I meant, I meant like there's a there's a slightly different day in like for example China. You know they have know. Um, a different shopping time, um, and I know Canada uses I think it's, what is that Boxing Day or is that a different day? Who uses Boxing Day? I forget. Boxing Day is Boxing Canada. Day. Yeah, yeah, they have their own. Is Canada separate Boxing day. day too. Canada, yeah, Canada has Boxing Day. I'm pretty sure. I think it's the Monday after oh. Thanksgiving. But not. Our things, like American Thanksgiving. And anyway, we're getting, we're getting off on this. Anyway. Strategy. The, the point I was making is for the holiday season, you know, the yes. console is coming out. Do you think you're going to buy it in that season? Like buy that Christmas or whatever? I will probably pre-order it. As soon as they announce pre-orders, if I'm able to, and it's not going to make me vomit as far as the price point, I will pre-order it just because wow. that's that's who I am. Now, are you saying PS5? The PlayStation 5, or... I'm sorry. Okay, because you bought both generations last time, and you <laughs> greatly regretted buying your Xbox. Listen, I pre-ordered both. To the point both. where you sold it back and then bought another one later. Pre-ordered <laughs> both. I pre-ordered both, I won't lie. And then I sold the Xbox One to my cousin's boyfriend, and then I immediately regretted selling it. So I bought one the same day it came out at Target, and then I'm like, you don't need this. So I returned it, and then months later, there was like an awesome Black Friday deal, so I bought an Xbox One again, and then I ended up trading it in months later, and then I bought it again, and I just, I've learned... <laughs> so you've had <laughs> four? 
So Shut what up. we've learned is the Xbox One is the gift of the Magi for Meg. <laughs> I sold my hair to get you this comb. I would personally not pre-order it. No, because, you don't think so? Well, I'm not as big of a console gamer, but yeah. in particular, if you pre-order, you're stuck at the Sony price. And I, right. like I mentioned, I bet you there's probably going to be some kind of deal for the device at a place like Walmart. Um, not that it's going to be yeah. much better. But I can see them throwing in some kind of other thing. Like maybe they'll. That's like usually what I do. Stupid. Like I but... look for a bundle. Uh, yeah. Like I'll, exactly. I'll typically Pre-order like uh, usually whatever. yeah or like through Best Buy or something. Yeah. I'll I'll try to find a bundle if I can. But they might um, not even do any if it comes out right. close enough to Black Friday. I, yeah. I think I might this year. I've never bought a console on release day, but I might this year 100% because of first world problems because my wife and I just have no idea what to get each other for Christmas anymore. (laughs) So we know eventually we're probably going to use one. So it's probably a pretty good gift. Um, So that's, you know, I think we're probably going to go PS5 the whole way. And that's the only reason I think we would get one because otherwise... Uh, I would 110% say there are never the right games out at launch. I've never found it to be worthwhile to buy a console at launch. Especially the PS, PS, uh, PlayStations and uh, Xboxes. I feel like they do not come with the games. Nintendo's a little better because they own so many of the brands, but... Wii, yeah. Sport, Wii Sports is good. Hey, here's a Mario game. Everyone loves Mario. Yeah, well, that's typically what happens. Like, here's the Mario game. Here's the Zelda game. Yeah. Enjoy. I <laughs> sprained my wrist playing Wii Tennis because I couldn't <laughs> stop playing Wii Tennis because I had so much fun. Uh, according funny. to Sony, though, they've made it clear to game developers that they really only want them developing content for the five now. Okay. They so. should they should all give Sony the finger and exclusively develop for PS4. Yeah. <laughs> we should go back to the PS2. Yeah. And so your yeah. your thoughts, if, if you have the money, would you buy it on on release day? If I had the money, probably. But my other thought is, I don't recall off the top of my head, Megan, you might know. How long did it take for the Pro to come out? The PS4 Pro? It was a couple of years. Let's yeah. see. Let me... Because that's the thing. Like like I said earlier, I still have like a very early PS4 model. I got it not that long after launch, maybe like a year. Mm-hmm. But when I play newer games that have come out fairly recently, say your, your Final Fantasy VII Remake, your Resident Evil 3s, my system... Sounds like it is a jet about to fly off into the distance. Yeah. And load times are pretty bad. If I were to play Prey, that's part of the reason I haven't played it. The other part of it. The loading in between takes forever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's here's the real question, though. Is the Pro really better, or are you just assuming that it's better because it's the upgrade that came out? No, it's better. Megan Megan switched from a regular to a Pro. Okay. And like I have used her pro before, and it it just performs better. Yeah, PS4 that came out in 2013, and the pro. The other thing is, who knows if they're gonna do something like that again too? You know, right? Oh, they, they well, sure I, it's it's a leak, and I don't know how legitimate it is, but there is talk that there's a 500 gigabyte version, one terabyte version, and two terabyte version of right. the five. Well, that's just storage medium. I think that the other thing, too, is like a lot of um, consoles will do uh, an integrated graphics card kind of thing. Like, you can't upgrade that yourself. Right, 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 right. I imagine that any game that gets released for, like, that says compatible with PlayStation 5 will be, like, compatible in anyone, uh, any uh, PlayStation 5. But if you find out the Pro has a new, like, in a couple of years, has a new model Mm -hmm. graphics card. Well, then maybe it's one of those that you want maybe to get that it. one. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's the challenge. As of right now, I'm going to say no, I probably wouldn't from the games I've seen. Because mm-hmm. the biggest thing to me is not going to be hardware performance issues. It's always going to be the games. Content. Always. Yeah. Yeah. So at this point, I'm going to say no. And I usually wait. I, I did get a PS3. I waited to get a PS3. I think when Grand Theft Auto 4 came out is when I got my PS3. Okay. And then with the PlayStation 4, I waited a while. I, I don't know how long, but... To the point of Grand Theft Auto, Pinto, that's probably when I will personally get my PS3. 
PS5. Well, they're re-releasing Grand Theft Auto 5. No, I don't. I, I have it on. I, oh, I almost it. cursed. I almost cursed. I'm so upset with Rockstar that it has been seven years since Grand Theft Auto 5 came out. Yeah, it's gone through three generations now. And they've made a partnership now with Sony. So. Well, and it's on. It's on. They made like, it too. They just had Grand Theft Auto 5 for free. On Epic Games, like mm-hmm. what a month ago or something. Yeah. Why would you yeah. buy it on the PlayStation Five when you already probably have it equivalent on it, the three? Which makes they're not going to make it look that much better. Let's be honest. Like, no, it's not. But they can't like overhaul the entire game. That's know? that's my point too. So I mean, um, you know, talking about the Pro or you know whatever system you're going to get games on, I I don't think I would wait to get the pro because of worry about regret because games already look amazing yes like if you're gonna improve it from whatever ps5 is to some sort of ps5 pro what's the difference gonna be (laughs) and it's like yeah what can't i get on the four that i can get on the five as well yeah and there's a lot there are some like i was very excited when i saw the game announcements my when I get a PS5, if I decide to get one, it would probably be twofold. One, when they have a bundle that you know includes yeah. the various things I yeah. need. So like, I'd want it to include two controllers. I'd want it to include probably a game that I really want, something like that. Yeah. I'd even be willing to have a price pretty high, but I don't think I'm ever gonna buy just like the console like cold. Yeah. You know. Um, why? Yeah. Why would you? If you if it doesn't have a game or something, there's no. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I like so rocks. I really? I, and <laughs> I'm really hopeful that a GTA 6 or something would come that would, you know, be only available on the P- on the PlayStation and the PS5. And I'm like, I really want to play it. So, you know, yeah. it'd be one of those that that's probably what I would. But I still, again, if something comes out for PC, I'm probably going to stick with that. I feel like there's the cost of ownership on all this stuff. And, like, my, my computer's already where I will put my money first and foremost. So right. personally, as a PC gamer, if you want to give me a title, I'm not like, I need to get this console in any way. That's fair. And also the other thing, too, is that with a lot of um, small form factor PCs now um, that are hardly larger than a console, if not sometimes smaller than a console, it's becoming very common for people to like take those to their friend's house so they can both play... Counter Strike or whatever next to each other, or Fortnite or whatever kind of game. So like, that's becoming a really popular thing. And now they're making like tons of smaller um, power supplies to handle that. You know, they're finding ways to like fit a full size graphics card in them. It's pretty incredible. That's cool. External GPUs are now also a thing. So yeah. I've seen yeah. a couple different uh, encasements and ways of you know connecting them to you know small form factor PCs. Uh, it's something. I think that is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger over the next couple of years for uh, desktops mm-hmm. because I, I think the way of the tower is going to end up going the way of the dinosaur with the exception of people like us who like building out crazy. I, 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 I don't think it's going to be that way. I would say it's more likely to happen in the laptop space. You're going to see people using things like Chromebooks and, and the equivalents and Windows and, and Mac and then you plug in your external graphics card to play your games. And the monitor just acts as a screen, but everything else is occurring on the on that. Or maybe that's where, the, like we talked about at the beginning, that's maybe where streaming of games, where you're not even playing on your own machine, but you're connecting to a game developer who's hosting the game for you on their side um, is more likely. Having played enough PC games and being a PC gamer and, and also being a pretty big hardware, PC hardware enthusiast, I will tell you that the idea of building your own machine is never going to go away. There's too much too much passion there. And also there's a little bit more in the past, I'm going to say five years, of like sporting your hardware too. It's kind of almost become the new car uh, it's a bad for our generation. Kind of yep. And now like mm-hmm. everything has Windows, RGB is a whole big thing now. So I would, I would be surprised if people stop building uh, PCs to show off. No, I mean, I, I think there will just be a change kind of from that entry level there where you would have someone that would kind of buy lower end full components to build a full tower to now it'll probably be like you get a brick, you buy an external GPU and a couple other things to spruce things up and that'll probably be. That's that's definitely valid. Yeah, for the people that build towers still, they're going to be enthusiasts that are building, building the high end components. You know, your $300 processor, your... Uh, $600 video card. 
You know what's in my tower. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can can I make a, a a breaking news announcement also to help further the rumor that we're soothsayers? Are your kittens growing? Uh, no. <laughs> no. All right. One one month old breaking news announcement. Go. <laughs> yes. Anyway. So according to the interwebs, uh, EA has announced that there is a really early uh, development for a new skate game. So <laughs> since we've had that episode, there have been three skateboarding game announcements. Tony Hawk, Skate, and I think the other one is Skater XL. That's so yeah. Fantastic. Good um, job, Tom. <laughs> add, us, add us on Facebook or Twitter with other games you'd like to make a comeback from the blast from the past. Boy, I sure would love a new game in the Chrono series. Mm. I wonder why they haven't done that. All right. I'm really in, four week, in, in four weeks' time, Square Enix will announce their launch title for the PS5. Chrono... Um, uh, Dynasty, Chrono, Chrono Dynasty. Yeah. <laughs> if that actually happens, I I might. Um, oh man. Uh, oh, then it would then it'd be first day buy. I'd be like, you're giving me a new game in the Chrono series. I am buying the system immediately. That's a negative two day buy for me. Um, yeah. I'm gonna. gonna <laughs> you breaking the target? <laughs> you breaking the target? We're to gonna see it? Tom yeah, awesome. appear in his webcam from this episode and punch himself out. <laughs> like you're buying it. <laughs> That's great. Uh, Just the idea of me punching myself out sounds great. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to think of what else we can soothsay into existence, because I'm sure there's more. Oh yeah, Mega Man Legends Three, Final Fantasy Six Two. You played Final Fantasy Four: The After Years, right? How was that? I thought it was pretty good. Because my worries, Final Fantasy with their sequels have not had a great track record. Listen, 10-2, 13-2. Yeah. Mm. As, as I've said before, 10-2 has an amazing class system and a it's terrible not story. <laughs> it wasn't enough for me. Yeah. Sad. And, and it really missed the mark with really being one of the first like female-only RPGs. I don't know if it's even been done again. But they really had a lot of opportunity to be like strong women go on adventure and do stuff for themselves. And it was ah. like, we're digging for spheres and giving massages to our enemies. Like, yep, oh, scantily no. clad giggles and just, oh, God, guys, you could have done something. I mean, yeah. all right. <laughs> <laughs> and just like that, the group deferred to Megan, who accepted that this was just the right way to go with the decision. Thank you. Appreciate it. Oh, I, uh, I just want to say this, even though like it's going to be a month old at this point. Uh, did or I guess I'll ask you this, Megan. Did they announce if Resident Evil Eight was a launch title or just that it's in development? I don't know. Um, the, like the the announcement thing, limited information. Okay. Uh, I I I think I think potentially holiday 2020 or at least early 2021 i don't know though see i, I don't know still because i could probably buy that on my pc i feel like it's going to be available so? on pc i don't know though and let's and and to that point pinto you'd probably rather if you were set if, if the if the console comes out for 700 dollars, you could buy that console or you could, or six hundred dollars. You could buy that console, or you could buy a pretty darn good AMD CPU and a pretty darn good NVIDIA three thousand series graphics card, and then you can use it for a dozen different things. Like, and yeah. the game you want to play is on that. You know, it's one of those like, oof. It, I know, but you know, old habits die hard, man. <laughs> like, yeah, they really do. I. As much as I am a PC gamer, I am still a console gamer as well. Like, you err much more on the side of PC gaming. Tom, I don't know where you are in that, but I feel like you're starting to go more towards PC. You enjoy consoles, but... Yeah. I'm I'm squaw in the middle, but if I can find it on PC, I'll play it on PC, because I have a really strong PC, so it's always going to come out better and faster on my PC. 
Coming yeah. up Millhouse. Everything's coming <laughs> up Millhouse. <laughs> all right. So, I mean, it sounds like all of us are kind of like, a, eh, we're, we're optimistic. We think it's going to be good, but we just don't yeah. think it's going to be good right away. It never is. Yeah, like it never every is right launch. away. Can I, can I bring up, I think I told this to you guys when we were talking about it off camera before, but I, I remember PlayStation 2 and some of the launch titles for PlayStation 2. The only ones I remember... Zone of the Enders, you said, was one of them? But that one was no. good. I, was Zone of the Enders a launch title? I think maybe a couple months after launch. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll get into that. But the, the, ones, <laughs> the ones I remember are Orphan, Summoner Scion, which yes. was a weird anime tie-in game that wasn't that good. Summoner, which is most remembered for doing a parody of that D&D group scene where... You have the guy going, are there any girls there? Where's the Mountain Dew? And like all that stuff. Um, and was not a great game. Uh, the Bouncer, I don't remember if that was a launch title or not. I think it, I think it was. I like that game was good. I enjoyed <laughs> I, that game. Square Enix, why no Bouncer 2? Soothsay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was also just thinking the other day about how there hasn't been like, there are no good beat-em-up games anymore. No. Mortal Kombat. But that's yeah. not even really a beat em up. That's a, that's no. a fighting game, yeah. yeah. And I will Zone of the Enders, which was a four hour long game that Konami used to promote Metal Gear Solid 2. It was a great four hour long game. Yeah. But I don't know why it wasn't why not a full more? game. Yeah. They ended up making Zone of the Enders 2, which was pretty good, and I never got too far in it on my Blockbuster rented copy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was like not exactly the primo collection of games you want to be going no. through. <laughs> Man, I will <laughs> always bring up Assassin's Creed for the PlayStation oh. Three, and also the Xbox One. Right? Yeah. I'm sorry, but but yeah, just no that that game was not good. I've become parkour. I mean, yeah. uh, i remember being so disappointed with that game and like the previews made it look dope yeah i was like this game looks amazing and then you got it and it's like oh okay that that's it maybe maybe one day i'll follow through with my original thought of recording myself playing assassin's creed because i got so mad at how clunky it was (laughs) <laughs> that I, I just stopped at one point and I was like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go full on streaming with it because I'm raging every few <laughs> seconds. <laughs> like it doesn't benefit anyone. If it's just me being upset by myself in my bedroom at my parents' house. But if it's on the <laughs> internet, three people might enjoy it. <laughs> and those three people would be us. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> But if you tell three people and you tell three people, you have six people. Nine. Yeah. All right. I, okay. I think I think that's about it. Unless yeah. anyone has any uh, uh, c- 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 closing thoughts. Um, no. If I if I were to describe my feelings towards the PS5 uh, video wise, it would look like this. <laughs> I am thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs down. Daisy, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. For yeah. It. Yep. That's that's the best yep. way to describe it. Yeah. Cool. Also, can we real quick? Let's just talk about what the actual things look like. The Xbox. What is it? Xbox Series. It's what a is it? Xbox Series X, and it's a pillar. It's a pillar. Yeah. yeah. It looks like something you would use to hold up a coffee table. But I thought it looked fine. And the PlayStation looks like. 5 looks like a router. It looks like uh, oh. Alienware. A uh, fancy router. I had a baby with a router. Like Alexa. Yeah, it does. I think the yeah. PS5 looks like something Wally would fall in love with. Yeah, <laughs> it does. I Honestly, I, I think I tend more towards minimalism, so I kind of I prefer agree. the Xbox. Uh, uh yeah, yeah. I agree with that. The Xbox definitely is more And it's so cool. the five It is looks so like big. a small form it's factor tall. PC. It really does. Yeah. 
It does. Well, and, you know, Microsoft's PC, so that makes sense. But um, the place, yeah, like like Pinto said, the PlayStation looks like something Wally would fall in, in love with. And you have to keep in mind that Wally is someone's Pixar vision of the future in, like, what, the mid-late 2000s? Yeah. Maybe early 2010s? I forget. It's but, uh, 2021, like, I think. Oh, oh <laughs> no, I, I mean when they made the movie. Oh, oh, I got you. <laughs> um, but like, I, I think it's just like the concept of futurism, which is whatever yes. you paint of the future is not what the future will look like. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I, I think that's weird. Yeah, where's my hoverboards? Back to the Future Two. They it's been exist. Five years. They just have handlebars on them um, and are Those called segways. Those are segways. <laughs> Well, they have the ah. other ones that don't have the handlebars, but just explode. Where am I? Where are my self-tying shoes? And slip-ons don't count. <laughs> do we? Do we really need self-tying shoes? You guys go on such tangents. <laughs> I enjoy tangent rings. All right. So, hey, listen. Maple last Mike. night I walked away from our other podcast for like ten minutes. I just got up and left. You did. Megan and I are the only ones who understand Maple Mike. And, that's and we're great. still sorry. <laughs> I guess something about Canada and um, uh, fonts. You were, you were going to disappear into the Canadian wilderness to develop the perfect font and then reemerge. <laughs> and we called you Canadian Mike. And then Graham called you Maple Mike. And then and Maple it got Mike weird. became Magic Mike. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to end this podcast before I get up and walk away again from this one. Cool. Megan, close yeah. this out. Thanks for uh, indulging me in, in discussing this. Uh, I, I thought it was exciting and thoughtful, and I appreciate it. Anyway, uh, I think it would be great if anyone who's listening would follow us on our social channels at JoyPadPod. Nailed it. Leave us a rating on whatever your podcatcher is and a review. That's cool too. It could be positive, negative. We're all about improvement here. Anyway, I'm going to leave it to Tom to sign us off. Stay joyful, everyone. See you next time. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.